Hello and welcome to the next episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. This is your host Al Simon with Sandler Training by Simon Inc. And I am pumped today. I got three excellent guests today. This show, Simon Says Let's Talk Business, is all about spotlighting professionals who are doing excellently out in the business world and their best practices that they, they are willing to share with others. And so you're going to learn some stuff, and you may want to uh, take some notes because you may want to contact one or more of these tremendous guests today that we have. We're going to spotlight their businesses and what they're doing, the great stuff they're doing out in the world, and their best practices. Uh, we have Kelly Clay as a guest today. Kelly, welcome. Thank you. With Kelly Clay, Inc., uh, talking about stressing less and stressing less and thriving more. Awesome. And then we've got Will Nobles. Will, welcome. Thank you, sir. Uh, the CEO of Vector Choice Technology Solutions. And we're going to talk a lot of cybersecurity today, huh? Absolutely. All right. Always wonder, you know, when I get online <laughs> somewhere besides my office, even there sometimes. So Someone's we'll talk always about, watching. I'm always watching. So we'll talk about that. And our, our third guest today is Javier McIntosh with Macintosh Bros LLC. Javier, welcome. Thank you, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Al. Video production company. Yeah. So three different, very different companies, but uh, three very, very uh, solid professionals. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise with our guests today. So Kelly, let's start with you, huh? Sounds Kelly, great. Kelly Clay, uh, with Kelly Clay uh, Inc. And uh, you do some stuff that's really cool because a lot of my clients have what you help with, which is stress and uh, call reluctance and stuff like that, right? And you, so you call it Train Your Brain to Strive Less and Thrive program. Yes, Train Your Brain to Stress Less and Thrive. Okay, and what the, is that? Well, the idea behind it, Al, is it really helps companies become more productive. It helps people achieve their goals and achieve success. And best of all, it helps with happiness overall at work and in life. So when I start working with a client originally, one of the first questions I ask is, what are your goals and what are you struggling to achieve? What I find is that it's not typically physical stressors that slow us down, right? Yes. We're not out cutting down trees, most of us anyway. Usually it's not intellectual stressors because if it's an intellectual stressor, you're gonna find a way to solve that. You're gonna get out and get training. Most of the time, it's emotional stressors that stop us in our tracks. And I would love to give you an example. Please do. Okay. So let's say that I'm brand new to sales. I've never done this before. I okay. need skills, right? So right. what do I do? Well, if I'm smart, I go to the very best in the business. And that would be you, Al Simon. And I get... Say that again. I I, that would be that. you, Al That's, Simon. Thank and you so much. I get Sandler training. So when I come in and I get Sandler training, what happens is I walk out that door. And if I apply what I have learned, I'm going to be phenomenal. I'm going to be successful. And you find that all the time in your business, right? I you do. train people, they go out, they do a super amazing job when they walk out your door. But what happens to that little handful that don't? Why does that happen? I hear that all the time. They say, I know what to do, I just didn't do it. Right. They don't apply it. Right. Why don't people apply it? The problem tends to be, most of the time, an emotional stressor. And that's where I come in. I help people with their emotional stress. So this looks like things like fear, insecurity, worry, frustration. Now, there's a little problem because most of the time people don't want to admit that they have emotional stressors. But the reality is we all do. But and why would they work with you if they, don't, if they don't believe they have them? 
Well, that's a little sticking point, isn't it? But what people find is when they're not achieving their goals, and I start pointing this out, they realize, yeah, there's a point there. Well, let me let me ask you one question about that because I find that most people don't have goals. Ah, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? It is. So, and that's a huge part of what you do, right? You you help people develop their goals. We just had our annual goal setting workshop this last week. Yes, we did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, as you know, if you're if you don't have goals and you're not headed towards something, then success is out of your reach. Yeah. So that needs to be a part of it, obviously. Um, so some of it is going to be about goal setting and that sort of thing, but a lot of it is not be not being as productive as you need to be. And most of the time, the reason that we're not is we have some sort of emotional stressor that's holding us back. I help people get unstuck and move forward. And the and the the example that I used was in sales. Right, but this can be in anything. This can be in goals around customer service. This can be in the area of employee retention. And in fact, in employee retention, it's huge. Why, why is it huge? Well, because generally speaking, the reason people don't stay is because they're not happy. If I can help them find, the, find this area of stressing less and, sh- and show them a way to thrive at work, show them their sense of purpose, yes. wow, the happiness level increases they become more productive they want to be i mean just imagine going to work every day and having people be enthusiastic and wanting to be there wouldn't that be cool wouldn't that be neat well i love the word thrive and 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 here's what happens so let's go back to the world of sales which of course is my world and so i I like to go there but let's suppose that you have uh, a sales rep who needs to do a lot of prospecting and prospecting is not the easiest thing in the world, right? I mean, people just don't, people just don't like doing it. So, uh, let's suppose that they're that they're prospecting and they're grinding and it and it's and it's difficult, and um, and so they're not enjoying the journey. Which I don't know if that's what you mean by thrive, but they're not enjoying the journey. And uh, you can explain what you mean by that soon um, when I get done telling the story. <laughs> uh, but the, the problem with that is if they don't enjoy the journey, even if they're making money, they're not going to do it very long. Right. right? They're just not going to keep doing it. And so in our world, we want them to not only make money uh, because most are on variable compensation, but we also want them to enjoy the journey, which is a phrase I use. Is that the same thing as Thrive? I think that it is, is yes. It? I, and it may not be exactly the same thing, but I think it's a huge part of it. Okay. So Thrive is going to include everything from being super successful to loving it as you go. And you're not going to yeah. love every aspect of every job and everything about your life. But in general, to be able to get up most days and feel that level of enthusiasm, that's huge. Okay. So begs the question, how do you do that, right? I mean, someone told me once that changing mindsets – Yes. And getting over these uh, conceptual roadblocks, sometimes called head trash, uh, uh, is like you take someone's brain and you open it up and you rewire the neurons. And then you have to put it back together and hope it works. And that's messy stuff. Yes. How do you do it? And so you're exactly right, because the process that we go through as humans is very simple on the outside. The problem yeah. with, with it is physiologically on the inside, it's way more complicated. And so what we have to do is practice on the outside every day, the techniques, the tools, that sort of thing. It doesn't take much time to do it, but you have to practice it some every single day in order to get those neurons to rewire in a different way, to fire differently. And so one of the very first things I teach, and this is a hard one because you've got to live in the dark a little bit first. You've got to love the dark. 
<laughs> I teach people to embrace their negative emotions first, to harness their negative emotions. You do. I do. Most of the, you think about it, most of the time what people want to do is they want to eat away their negative emotions. They mm-hmm. want to Netflix away their negative emotions. They want to drink away their negative emotions. They don't want to face them. They don't want to deal with them. And so one of the first things I do is teach people the top five reasons why you have negative emotions, why they are good for you. And I will tell you that as soon as I get people to work their way through that, they find at the end that they're way more comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Okay. So you get comfortable with the negative emotions. Yes. And you teach them how to do that. Yes. That's the first step. Yes. And you have to, and let me tell you, negative emotions, they're not just a thought in your head. There are all kinds of things happening in your body. You're releasing all kinds of neurotransmitters. You're releasing all kinds of hormones. It takes your body some time to metabolize those hormones. The problem with it is once we get into that negative emotion, those hormones are all through our blood system. They're all in our bodies. Mm. We feel the physiological response from that. And then in our brains, we say, oh, no, I'm stressing. And we freak out and we stress more. So what we have to do is shouldn't go laugh at that, should I? I guess it's <laughs> just a serious business it's, right it's here. True, it though. is. It really is. Yes. Yeah. So what we have to do is work our way through these negative emotions mentally in the process that I teach, but we also have to give our bodies enough time to metabolize those hormones. And you know what? We need to find a way to know that we can face any negative emotion out there and we can handle it. Okay. If I could teach my people, you can handle this. All you have to do is work through these steps and allow your body time to process it, and you will be unshakable. You can do it. How did you even get going in this business? I mean, what inspired you to do this? I can't even tell you how much I love this story. Um, So I am going to try to give you the Reader's Digest version We'll see if we love this story. Oh, this is so much fun. Okay. (laughs) So I was teaching at Georgia State's Perimeter College, and I had the most amazing opportunity. I got to create a college class. How often does that happen? And the college class was a scientific perspectives class, and I picked my theme, and my theme was Stress Less, Achieve More. A very unexpected thing happened to me. The first semester I taught this class, when it was over with, I had students line up and hug me. Wow. And say to me, this class changed my life. And I'm telling you, it happened to me every single semester I taught it. Every semester. Mm. And they would say things to me like, my grades are the best they've ever been. I'm learning more than I have before. I have the best relationship with my parents I've ever had. I am making more friends. The stories were incredible. I mean, some of them were single parents. Um, I'm doing the best as a mom I've ever done. It was just phenomenal to listen to. And I thought, wow, the world needs this. If we could all apply this, think about how different our business lives and our home lives would be. Mm. That's that's just awesome. It was fun. So then you left Georgia Primary College and started it on your own. Yes. How long ago was that? Uh, just in January. It was. So it's been a year since I've been. done it. For, now, I've been a coach on the side for, I've done both. I've taught at the at the college and been a coach on the side for 15 years. Okay. But I just took this program full time to the marketplace in January. Okay. So how'd you train for this? Wow. Hasn't that been fun? It's been such an interesting experience. Um, in terms of the stress side, I started when I got my master's degree in exercise science I started learning about stress management then. In terms of training for the actual class and what I apply, that came about with all of the research I did in order to create the class. Mm. And then, you know, working with my students and seeing what was really working with them and what wasn't, 
that helped me to hone it down okay. a little bit better. And then I have a, a coaching certification as well. So that okay. also contributed to it. Okay. So you offer classes, programs. Well, how does that look for people that want to take a look at it absolutely so I do presentations for organizations I also do workshops so businesses and organizations that's typically most of the work I do mm -hmm. in addition to that I offer individual programs that are um, are virtual um, and my clients seem to really like that a lot because it's easy they show up in their pajamas and they get on the phone you know <laughs> we do our thing yeah. so that that works really well yeah, we have remote clients, too, and I, I always wonder what they're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> they're not turning on their camera. Well, there's a reason right. for that, yeah. Well, okay. well, you work with them, and, I mean, you really do help people to overcome these self-limiting beliefs, these, these stressors. And how long does it take? Oh, I think it depends on what your goals are, on who the person is. Mm. I, so I have a client who has a special needs son, um, so she's working more on an individual level, not so much on a business level. Okay. So with her, it's been going on for, you know, quite some time because every week or, you know, every actually you meet every couple of weeks and every couple of weeks, she's renewing that energy, you know, around that. For the businesses, it depends on what the business is looking for. In an ideal world, I like to come in and have five full sessions so that I can actually see the employees apply what I'm teaching. That's what makes the biggest difference is when they apply it. Yeah. And sometimes I'm hired to come in and do you know, a one-shot workshop or maybe two in a row, that sort of thing. So okay. it's a variety. Okay, so uh, all right, let, me, let me help our, our listeners here. So if they wanted to get a hold of you, and talk through what they're going through and how you might help them. What's the best way for them to get a hold of you? So they can email me or go to my website. So it's okay. Kelly with an I. So it's Kelly with an I, kellyclay.com. Okay. And the the email is just as easy, kelly at kellyclay.com. Okay. My phone number is also there. Welcome to call me. Okay. So you can get these things off of the uh, Radio X website or... Uh, I'm going to say them again if you want to write them down. Kelly with an I, kelly at kellyclay.com is your email address. The website is kellyclay.com, simple. Yes. Again, Kelly with an I. And then the phone number is 404-786-3859, correct? Right. 404-786-3859. So, Kelly, this is wonderful. This is terrific. i got so many people that can help, that need your help. So, Thank you. awesome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. so happy to be here. Good. Well, you may have some more things to, to uh, say to our other guests here, right? Or Javier, you got something you want to say? I mean, this seems like something that would be useful for everybody. I mean, it seems amazing. And just, you know, thanks for coming up with this. And how do most of people find you these days? I mean, it seems like everybody could use this. So I'm wondering where, where, the, where the most people find you. So I do. I try to do a lot of networking. I, it's just me all by myself, so uh -huh. it's kind of hard to be out there in too many different places. But that's that's typically how word of mouth networking that I do, mostly that way. Because I'm so like, thank you. Wow, I I, I might need some of these services. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to help you. There you go. Thank I'm, you so much. I'm easily sold. I'm like, yeah, that's well, that's well, me. We all know people <laughs> that are that are stressed in some way. Right. I mean, there's just so many yeah. people that are just just really having a hard time getting through life, you know, and then they and and the, and the stressors keep them from being able to produce and perform in their in their roles. Yeah, it's just so cool. Very good. Thank you. That's thank awesome. you for having me. Absolutely. So once again, this is Al Simon, your host of. Simon says, let's talk business on Business Radio X. Our next guest, Will Nobles. Hey, Will. How are you doing, sir? Yes, sir. CEO of Vector Choice Technology Solutions. Yes, sir. 
uh, created in 2008, and you do technology services. And um, it says here you empower clients by tailoring technology solutions to their unique needs. Absolutely. So the biggest threat today is cyber mm. attacks. Yes. And we're not just a typical IT MSP or a managed service provider. We're protecting you against cyber attacks. So we're really the cops of the IT world, let's say. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, our, our goal is to maintain and secure our clients' networks. Okay. Now, your clients being what kinds of? We have medium and small businesses. We okay. have uh, law firms that uh, we had our smallest clients, two employees up to 5,000 employees in size. So, wow, uh, you that's know, a we, range. We have a big range. Yeah. I, I would say most of our, uh, our clients are probably 50 to 200 employees in size. Okay, so that's your sweet spot, or what we call our ideal client profile. Correct. Yes. Yep. Two hundred yep. people. Okay, and does that, does that kind of size organization typically have in-house IT? No. Usually, we see uh, once you get past about a thousand employees, then they'll start having some type of uh, in-house IT. So we do. Um, uh, co-manage services with them where okay. they we do part of their technology we might do the help desk uh, where they do the engineering or vice versa where they might do the lower level uh, tech support stuff and we're the engineers uh, for the cus uh, customer so it all depends on the size of the client but yeah today most you know medium and small businesses outsource their technology yes but but they they're not necessarily protected from cyber attacks i'm guessing not always uh, yeah. you know a, a lot of times people think oh i've got a firewall i've got antivirus Virus, I'm good, right? No, that's not the case. That's that today. Yeah, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, yeah, that was that was okay. Um, that's just the icing on the cake at this point. There's multiple layers of security in your security stack that you want to make sure you maintain. Um, you know, from training of your employees to uh, uh, dark web monitoring. You know, and the thing is, we I can go into clients. Uh, or prospects' office and hand them their passwords as I walk in. Uh, really? There was a CPA firm here in Atlanta uh, that I, it was a 13 owners of a CPA firm. I had a roundtable meeting with them. They had, were having a board meeting. And I walked in and literally I handed them each a piece of paper and had all their passwords on it and I found it on the dark web. Oh my goodness. Javier, <laughs> <laughs> you. Well, <laughs> now, how, how long did that take you to find the passwords? I mean, about three minutes. No freaking way. Yep. So we wow. have a, we have a program that can go out, search the dark web, and for passwords, we can see if your PI information, uh, public, you know, your social security number and stuff is out there. Wow. So we can find that type of stuff. But our focus is mostly password related. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Kelly, what, what do you got? What is the dark web? <laughs> that was what I was going to ask. Thank goodness. The, the, th think, think of the internet. Think of the internet um, is Google, Yahoo, you know, Facebook. Your typical search. Um, uh, you know what you use on a daily basis. Um, the deep web uh, is the layer above the uh, below that. That sort of look at it like an iceberg. Um, you know, you only see part of it. Um, up at the top, but most of the iceberg is down below. Well, that's really where the dark web's at. That's where all the illegal activities happen. So um, illegal gambling to drug trafficking to legal guns to human trafficking, passwords, mm. social security numbers. So when people, uh, when you hear about Target or Equifax getting hacked, what you uh, find is they, the hacker steals that information, uploads it to the dark web, and people can buy, I can go buy your social security number for $10 on the dark wow. web. Wow. You know, so uh, $20 for a credit card. And, and, and you can buy this stuff on the dark web easily. Um, and granted, you've got to be a little more technical than the average uh, uh, person. But you can go on the dark web, buy mm. this stuff, and then I can go use your social security uh, number. So, <laughs> so for things like 
you know, websites where I have a whole bunch of files and a whole bunch of, you know, client, you know, files and footage like Drive or Dropbox or those things easily, you can find passwords for that kind of stuff as well? Correct. Uh, a lot of times when you, your password gets compromised, I, I'm going to guess the three of you guys sitting in this room, you're probably use about five passwords at the most okay. and like cumulative maybe one or two um, in some cases. That's the average person. So the thing is, I only have to compromise one social media site. I can compromise one website and get to a lot of your other passwords wow. because hackers know that you use the same password or close to uh, variations, maybe variations yeah. of that right. password. Yeah. So really what uh, you know we encourage people to do is use a password database system. Uh, we use one called LastPass, L-A-S-T-P-A-S-S. LastPass. And you can use it on your phone as well as your computer and, and, and save those passwords. It's encrypted. Um, you're probably thinking, well, you know, in Google Chrome, it pops up and says, do I want to save your password? Well, if you do that, if I can get on your computer, I can get every one of your passwords in a matter of probably 30 seconds um, wow. it, because that so, saves it. So you've done this before. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, okay. we, we do white hack hacking. Watch uh, out. <laughs> but no, really, the, you know, you don't want, like in Google Chrome, you don't want to uh, save that password because it saves in what's called plain text. Yeah. And so all I have to do is go to a file on your computer, on the C drive of the computer, and see every one of your passwords. Um, and, and that. Okay, but, so, so now I can imagine a company with 1,000 employees. Yes. Uh, and every one of those employees has different passwords, and some of them are probably pretty lax with that, right? So a lot of companies are. Uh, yeah. You know, the I, I was just in New Orleans uh, on Tuesday talking uh, on I was on Fox 44 Baton Rouge, and the city of New Orleans got uh, compromised um, last Friday. Yeah, I heard they that. got a ransomware attack. It, they shut down 5,000 computers and all their servers for the whole mm -hmm. city of uh, New Orleans. Okay. Uh, the the cost of that, right? Now they were able to recover from backup but it was from one person clicking on an email because they were trying to download music. You know, that's why you don't, as a company, you don't want to f your employees come to work and feel like you're controlling them, but at the same time, you want to secure your environment because you're just as responsible, you know, mm -hmm. for what people are doing on your network. Okay, now you've got, your company has multiple locations, right? Correct, right. So our corporate mm -hmm. office is here in Atlanta. So I started mm -hmm. a company in 2008. Okay. Um, the, our corporate office is here in Atlanta. We have an office in Washington, D.C., North Carolina, and Baton Rouge, Louisiana as well. Okay, so that's why you're in New Orleans, right, because of the Baton Rouge office? Correct, yes. Yep. Are you, you helping those folks, <laughs> those poor people in the city of New Orleans? No, no, I mean, we, we didn't get called in for that, but, mm -hmm. um, you know. Should they, have, right? Should have. <laughs> I, I love, love it. Should have been called in for that before it happened. You know, yeah. that that's a lot of times we, I, um, we, I have a meme that's on uh, that's on social media that says, you know, here's the budget for uh, cyber um, prevention before a cyber attack, and here's the budget, and it's, it's a hundred, you know, uh, several stacks of hundred dollars bills passing across the table, <laughs> and, that, and that's what people don't realize. You know, we had a we had a, um, a, a company that called us uh, in D.C. They got compromised. They got a ransomware attack. They they not only did they get attacked once, they were attacked three times with the same hacker. Um, they had to pay a $10,000 ransom, a $5,000 ransom, and a $30,000 ransom, plus what they paid us in one week. So, and, and we actually had to take cash out, 
and go to a Bitcoin ATM, which there's only one here in Atlanta, okay? Go to a Bitcoin ATM in D.C. with the cops, because it's all $100 bills, of, you know, 40 some thousand dollars and $100 bills, and put $100 bills in a Bitcoin ATM and pay in Bitcoins. And a Bitcoin is $10,000, um, so to give you an idea of what it costs to get compromised. It would have been a lot cheaper for them to do preventive and proactive maintenance yes. than paying the ransoms. Okay, so you got people ready wow. to talk to you right now. Yes, Okay. Yes. And how would be best to do that? Well, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you or whoever they need to get a hold of at uh, Vector Choice? Yeah, so you can uh, contact us. Uh, you can go to our website, vectorchoice.com. Also, you can go, uh, you can email me at will at willnobles.com and or uh, will, uh, wnobles at vectorchoice.com. And my direct phone number you can reach to me is 770-313-3319. Okay, uh, that was real fast. Let me do that again. Okay, so, <laughs> Sorry. So your email is will <laughs> yep. at willnobles.com. Dot com. Yes, sir. Okay, and the website is vectorchoice.com. Yep, vectorchoice.com. Okay, and this and your your own phone number. Yep, it's or is this a company number. That this is my direct cell phone number, so you don't have to you even really go wanna, through auto attendant. You really want to give this? I up? am. I'm absolutely okay. That's the type of company we are. Is I okay. want people to re, be able to reach out to us. So seven seven zero three one three 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 one nine. Okay, seven seven zero three one three 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 one nine. Vector Choice Technology. You remember the old uh, oil filter commercial? Right, you can pay me now or you can pay me later. Yep. <laughs> That's, like That's that. pretty much. That's like what you're talking about with the before and after. Hey, look, got to get this figured out now. Yep. Got and and the, usually the bill that you have to pay your company to recover your data is a lot bigger than the bill that you'd have paid me beforehand. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, so folks, you got it here. You need you need to you need to call Kelly for your stress levels and you need to call <laughs> Will to take care of your cyber attacks. <laughs> Call oh. me first, and then call Kelly to um, relieve your stress. That's right. <laughs> After. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, we're, we're stressed because we, we're getting hacked yep. here. But, uh, but Will, you know, thanks, you, thank you for uh, lessening our stress because we're not going to get hacked. How about that? We, we can figure this out. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Al Simon with Simon Says Let's Talk Business on Business Radio X. And got three terrific guests uh, here today. Thank you, Will, for joining us. Thank you, Kelly. Our third guest. Javi. You go by Javi or Javier? You can call me Javi, but Javier is also fine. Javier, <laughs> Javier McIntosh with yes. McIntosh Bros, LLC. And you do video production. Video production, yes, yeah, t- Tell us more about that. What's your, how do you do that stuff? Yeah, so um, we do full-service video production. So we film, we capture, we specialize in a lot of commercials. We do some short films, yes. do some music videos. So. Okay, so you've worked with some pretty big names, right? Yeah, we've worked with some good people. Some you good want you want to drop some names here? Um, I think most recently, um, earlier in this month or late last month, we we did something with Spotify, which is cool. If you've heard mm-hmm. of the film, um, there's a film out right now called Queen and Slim. We did their big premiere event here in Atlanta, did um, you? and that was fun. A lot of cool people were there. I, I got to hang out with like. Two chains and Ti and you know some people like that. Nice. And yeah, so that's always. I have no idea them. who they are, but I'm sure they're important. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're big Atlanta um, hip hop artists. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I did. Yes. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you should know Ti. Ti is around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in Ti's in. Um, you ever see Ant Man? No. Ant Man, the Marvel film, Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's he's yeah. one of the robbers. So oh, you might you might see him. All yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then you've done uh, uh, like Sprite, Reebok. Yeah, yeah. we've done uh, some some commercial work for Sprite, Sprite yeah. Pour, Reebok. Um, those are always fun because yeah. you're dealing with brands that are established, 
And um, you, but as an artist, I got to put my own spin on it. Like they've hired us for a reason because of our artistic expertise, but we also need to be cognizant of their brand and wh yeah. what they're already doing. I'm glad you mentioned that because you're an, an artist, but you you have to have technical skills as well. Right. right? And, and so how'd you get in this business? How'd you get where you are today? Man. Um, so, uh, so it's my dad, he, he worked for HP growing up and he hated his job. He was a, he was so an artist see, at he heart. He should have been talking to Kelly. Right. Come on, he should have been talking to Kelly. But then you wouldn't be where you are today, right? Right. Okay. Because he told me, he's like, you know, since I was a little kid, he's like, follow your dreams, figure out what your passion is and make a business from there. So I always knew I loved art. I mean, I was making short films with my brother since I was like 12 years old. Yeah. Um, so in college, I bought a camera and just started walking around everywhere with this camera and people thought I knew how to make video and photo, which I was just learning, but they started paying me somehow, and that's how the business came around. And um, the accidental entrepreneur, the accidental <laughs> entrepreneur. And I tried, you know, graduated from college. I tried to start a job, and I just had kept on taking off work because of opportunities. And finally, my boss came to me. And she's like, "This it seems like this whole video thing is going pretty well for you. You probably should just do that because you keep on taking off work." But you're free <laughs> I'm like, to do right. Yeah. You, you're really right. And then HP <laughs> called and offered you a job. And you said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's something like that. Yeah, something. okay. And then I, I taught my brother yeah. how to um, edit and how yeah. to uh, you know film and yeah. make videos. And he quickly became better than me. So I was like, we, we got something here. Yeah. We should we should make a company. Okay, <laughs> so how is it working with your brother? It's good. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's very passionate. He, yeah. he brings in his clients. Um, my brother Jabril. Um, I've got two brothers, another one's in Vegas. Okay. But my brother Jabril, he's, he, he's probably the, one of the most proud things I am with, or, or my brothers, because I teach them something very small, and they quickly become better than me at it. Okay. It, it very quickly Th that's how younger brothers maybe are, you should be in my business and be a trainer <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe yeah maybe. there you go because yeah he um he just he just kills it he's amazing he he gets big clients he hopped on tour with kendrick lamar which is another hip-hop artist yeah he films for drum and some other people so he's nice very cool all yeah. right a bunch of a bunch of names you probably don't know who they are probably yeah. not yeah <laughs> Which, well, what's, what's your, what's your most, uh, uh, what, what's your, what's your favorite story about a project? Yeah. You know? Um, my, one of the coolest projects that I thought we did, and this was early on in our video production career is I, um, there was a Doritos crash the Super Bowl competition. I don't know if you remember I do those. remember that. Yeah. Um, now you're talking stuff I know about. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Doritos and football. Doritos, football, boom. <laughs> so, um. I got all my friends and, and mm. came up with a script and had, had prosthetic people come out, hair people. We, we filmed it in the mountains. Um, it was this cool commercial, you know, this 30 second spot. And I spent $1,000 of my money when I really didn't have that much money. Whoa. It was, you know, back, you know. Yeah. Um, and we eventually got a sponsor and everything to cover those fees. But it was, it was a cool journey where um, we got to put up a commercial. We got pretty far and a bunch of people saw it. Um, and, and I like those kind of projects. I'll where, bet. That's where it's really all cool. passion. Everybody's doing it passion. Everybody's yeah. doing it for free. And, and a little bit high profile, and that's exciting right. too, huh? Right. Awesome. Exactly. Very good. So what, what's your project? Is that your proudest moment in the business? Well, that and um, being my brother's first project, yeah. um, where I would kind of say this is the aha moment, is we did, um, we did Campus Movie Fest, which is the biggest student-run film festival in the world. 
and we they start at the college level. We did a short film. We filmed it all in one day, and I think we edited it on one or two days. And we won at Georgia State. Nice. And I think we got top 15 in the nation. All right. Um, they flew us to Hollywood, and we got to mm. show it in, in uh, you know, Fox Theater, Hollywood, and, wow. and 20th Century Fox, and um, a couple of those studios. And, and that was the thing where I was like, man, we're, we work well together, me and my brother, Jabril, yeah. and, and we have something. We should probably do a lot more of this. Yes. Do this full time. So how long so. has that been? Since when? Have, when oh, did you start? Oh, man, that was... Um, I graduated in 2011, so that was probably 2010, yeah, nine, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. So and they showed it at Cannes Film Festival too, which is yeah. a pretty big deal. Nice. Yeah. So you, so you're nine and ten, nine or ten years into the business. You're an expert. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Full time. That's how long I've been doing it. Full time. If, if you talk about when I did my first film, that's a yeah, long. Walking <laughs> around with a camera at college <laughs> wasn't so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. So okay. So you're going. You, you, people that work with you work with you because. It helps them build their brand, right? right? Mm -hmm. It helps them sell stuff. I mean, right. what, what are the major reasons why people work with you? Yeah, so um, we know how to tell a story. We keep your audience in mind when mm -hmm. telling the story. So yeah. um, that's always the first question I'm asking, different yes. brands and different companies. Right. Who, who are we trying to reach? Who are we trying to touch? Because if we're trying to touch the mom at home, it's a different story than if we're trying to you know, touch the dad that's going to watch the football game on Sunday. Yes. You know, so we, we always have the full circle in mind. And um, we're artistic at heart. So we, we're, we're thinking of that message, but we still bring a lot of art. We bring a lot of, you know, cool editing techniques to it. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we try to make a good I product. I wish this wasn't radio because you, you should see Javi's face talking about this. It's just lighting up. <laughs> and he's got so much passion here. Yeah. So... I want to know how often you use your own voice in your productions because people should really pay a lot extra for that. <laughs> like you have a rocking yeah. voice. Oh, it's thank you, for thank it. you, appreciate it. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that in a while. That's cool. Great. <laughs> He's gonna have oh. his own radio show here. I today. am. I'm oh, gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. talk yeah. to Radio X over here. We're there gonna have go. a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my dad actually does radio, so he yeah. he has the good radio voice. Yeah. He talks and he's smooth and he. I've heard him on a couple commercials, which is really cool. Nice. Well, clearly, you're capable of that. <laughs> Well, it's working. So very soon Thank it's going to be live from the Subaru Radio X studio. Live from the Subaru. Or in Spanish. <laughs> Me encanta en por favor. Oh, hey. It's a celebración. Now we're talking. Well, Javier, thanks for joining us. It's, this is very cool. If people want to talk to you, and I know they were going to want to, how do they get a hold of you? Um, You can go to MacintoshBros.com. That's M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H-B-R-O-S.com. Okay. You can search Google Macintosh Bros or Google Javier Macintosh. Okay. Javier Macintosh. So Macintosh Bros, B-R-O-S.com. And, uh, or call me at 678-557-9308. All righty, 678-557-9308. Yeah. Call Javier, soon to be famous for radio. Javier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm just Magnus trying. I'm Bros. picking up some pointers from you, Al. Yeah. You've got it. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, not only do you film people, but you're going to be on the mic yourself. That would be all. great. There we go. Very good. <laughs> This has been great. So Javier, Will, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us here on Simon Says Let's Talk Business. Uh, as always, we're going to wrap the show up with a little sales tip. I have, uh, I have people that send me questions about sales, and here's one I've chosen to answer today. Here's the question. 
What's the best way to create a sense of urgency without coming across as pushy? Uh-huh. This is the classic sales question. You know, how do you, so, all right, so here's the scenario. You have uh, on your pipeline and your sales forecast, you've listed ABC Company is going to close by the end of the year 2019. Problem is, they're not signing the contract. They're not answering your phone calls. They're not even answering your emails. And you told your boss you're going to close this thing. And you've already spent the commission mentally, yep. or maybe even physically <laughs> sometimes. Yep. And so you want to create a sense of urgency to get the deal done, right? Classic scenario. We've all had it. If you've been in sales at all, you've had this situation. Okay. Now, the standard way to do it is to email the, the uh, prospect with uh, a discount offer, right? Hey, if you buy by the end of this year, we'll, we'll take 10% off. Why is that not a good idea? Anybody know? Does it make your product seem lesser than when you discount it? Oh, man, you sound like you're a used car salesman who, you know, the, 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 their prospect just decided to walk off the lot and not buy. So what happens? They run after you and say, hey, wait a minute. Yep. Let me talk to my boss, see if I can get something off that list price, <laughs> which is so sleazy. All right? It is so, so sleazy, and it does degrade the value, not only of the product or service, but also of their, of their um, the prospect's uh, vision of you. Perception. That's good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, a, there's a creative guy. <laughs> the, their perception of you and your company. It, 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 you know, it, it, now, they might appreciate the discount, right? and it might help, uh, but the, certainly the overall uh, value has gone down. And here's the other thing, too. Your gross profit margin just dropped a bunch. And you set the precedent that this is, some, this is the way we do business. So if they become a, a customer or a client and renewal time comes around or additional services or products need to be bought, guess what they are, are expecting you to do? Fold like a long chair, of course, yes. Do so the same thing. Yes, exactly. So it just sets that whole precedent. Uh, and it's just not good business. So many times we can, we can close business without discounting. Mm. So let's not do that. And let's not inundate the prospect with emails and voicemails. And, and so some people say, show up, you know, stalk them, show up at their front door and just don't go away until they sign the contract. Look, People think that they're good salespeople because they can close deals. But if you close deals that way, you're nothing but a pushy salesperson. Don't do it. Don't do it. So how do we, how do I answer, this is Casey's question. How do I answer Casey's question about creating a sense of urgency? You do that from hello, not late in the sales cycle, but early in the sales cycle by discovering what we call pain. Uh, pain is the reason why people buy. It's either to get away from a negative situation or go, go toward a more positive situation. And if you explore those things with your prospect completely, I mean completely, what's going on, why is it going on, and what is the impact on this person personally, then you can always come back to that. Talk about opportunity costs. You can talk about not fixing the, uh, the, the, the problem, whatever it is. And the emotional part of that equation is what drives the uh, sense of urgency. Here's the other, the, the other aspect of this is you can't care. You can't care if they're going to buy from you or not now or later. You just can't care. Because as soon as you need the deal more than they need you, you got a problem. 
And that's today's sales tip, how to create a sense of urgency. Find out the pain and the emotion that goes with it, and you'll get there. So once again, this has been Al Simon with Sandler Training. And Simon says, let's talk business in the Subaru Business Radio X studio. Thank you, Kelly Clay. Thank you, Will Nobles. Thank, Thank you, you, Javier McIntosh. Thank you, Ter- Al Simon. Ter- thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> Terrific. And, and our guests, thank you. Be- our, I mean, our listeners, thank you, because you have given great ideas. You've shown value. And uh, people, you need to contact these folks because they do good work and you will benefit. Good selling. <laughs>